What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Quick Out Fantasy Football Show here, previewing week two of the NFL season. Jonathan with Andrew Cooper, bringing you all of the week two breakdown, talking about some of the top stories from week one. My man, Coop, we made it through week one, hopefully unscathed. Some of us maybe not so lucky. Uh, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man, especially because Sarah Plesh came up in here talking trash in the chat about our hometown league. Took care of business, no big deal. Won by like four points. Oh, there, you problem, so. there you go. There you go. I, uh, I too out. was able to handle my my week one home league matchup. So I don't know who I, who I have in week two yet. I haven't checked it out yet. I haven't either. All I know is we're back, John. Yeah, we're we're, we're one and zero. We're feeling good. It's a it's a tough league that fourteen. Vo- league, probably right? not the most difficult league. It's impossible when you get to these fourteen team leagues. But right. uh, yeah, so a lot of crazy things obviously happened here in the past week. Uh, some things that we were maybe predicting, you know, some guys that we were high on going into week two, uh, week one obviously showed out for us. Then, of course, we had some uh, letdown, some interesting splits in terms of snap shares. I know you just did the snap count, ar- count article. You can go check that out over on Fantasy Time. I know we'll touch upon some of that. Uh, what was maybe the most surprising thing in week one outside of injuries for you, Coop? I mean, I got to say, and I'm not just saying this to pump your tires, but – you had Puka Nakua as kind of a, a a prop play, a deep throw, one of our underdog yeah. uh, moves, and you know, I, what, what was his what was his number set at where you picked higher? It was like what three and a half receptions or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was it was uh, like twenty six and a half yards, something yeah. something, something absurd. So we had that. We also had the Zay Flowers reception yards prop yeah. we're in on at thirty seven and a half. We went over. Um, yeah, I had Puka Nakua as my my late weeks uh, waiver wire, like catching steam right, right. guy, uh, which made for a great sound bite. Uh, you know, 15 targets. I mean, yeah. dude, we crushed those. Cause now looking back, I had the, uh, I picked lower on Dallas Goddard. He threw yeah. up a straight up. You could, doesn't get any lower, right? right. Threw straight zero. So. Yeah. Couple of zeros in week one. T Higgins yeah. had a zero. Uh, did Drake London have a zero or something like that as well? Yes, like London had a zero. The zeros there. The London zero is more concerning to me than the Higgins zero because at least Higgins got eight targets, right? Right. No, so, for well, uh, yeah. And again, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, the timeshare, uh, obviously, in in the running backs, a few teams had some interesting running back splits going on there uh in their week one so we'll touch upon that as we break down we appreciate everybody uh starting the the tune in here before we do break down and get into our week two previews here just want to remind everybody that right now uh is the best time to become a member of the fantasy alarm family uh, you can scan the qr code here on the screen uh or you can go to fantasyalarm.com slash win uh take advantage of our offer it comes with a seven day free trial which means you join today you get a seven-day free trial. You get the uh, NFL DFS Week 2 uh, content for free as part of that seven-day free trial. Uh, and after the seven days are up, uh, I highly suggest you take a look at our annual subscription package right now. It's 40% off the month-to-month price there. So you get us for a year for almost half off of what you get paying just monthly. So uh, come join the family. Get all the content we have, all the premium content we have. Our premium Discord, Justin Vreeland has been in there answering all day already. Your like wait, late waiver wire pickups, maybe guys you missed on, some start sits. The answer video has been in there. So uh, become a member of the family today. Honestly, there's no better time to do so. Right. And you can come hang out at Coop's Corner with me where we just talk ball, get into some deeper questions and stuff. And also, you, you get all the sports, not just football. So honestly, you can go out and 
pay for that membership before Sunday even comes here. Right. You know, with the with the baseball DFS playbook, with you know, NASCAR on Sunday. We have the best NASCAR guy in the world in Matt Sells, three time FSWA writer of the year. So get in there and get that set up. But John, why don't we get in here and get started on week two? Because no bye weeks yet, man. We got a full slate and only an hour to do it. So quick outs. So we get you in, we get you out, we get you all the info you need. So let's get at it. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about some again. We talked about some of the week one headlines here. Uh, Coop, some injury news topping yeah. off the show here. Obviously, we know the Aaron Rodgers uh, unfortunate situation there out for the year. Torn Achilles, pretty gross. Uh, slow motion replay that I didn't need to see of Achilles popping. Uh, so unfortunate, sad, all the hype in the world around uh, the Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets story all offseason. Uh, four plays. Four plays is all it took. That's now down the tubes. J.K. Dobbins, another guy, torn Achilles, uh, out for the season for the Ravens. Austin Eckler is dealing with a little bit of an injury here. We saw Joshua Kelly have a pretty big role in week one. Deontay Johnson's going to miss at least four weeks with a hamstring. Uh, every season, it feels like something is, is always on the verge of Deontay Johnson right. missing games. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, surprisingly, the lead back in Philly. Lasted about one week, trending towards not playing in week two with the Eagles having that Thursday game. So that's an unfortunate development there. Uh, and then you mentioned some other guys here at the tight end position, Fryermuth, Waller, Kelsey even, right? We're waiting to figure out what's right. going to happen with these tight ends. Dulcich is out too. It's like yeah. the tight end position is a nightmare right now. So we're trying to figure that out. We're going to sort it out. Today we should get – this is when – so it – it stinks for fantasy football. If we had a commissioner that actually cared just the slightest about fantasy football, he could make some changes. You know what I mean? Like not having bye weeks in week 14 and instead having them week eight where there's none or week 12. I think we, one of them is Thanksgiving, which understandable yeah. is no bye weeks then, but uh, you know, spread those out. The other thing is that if there were some way to just kind of require some sort of reporting on a Tuesday where we know Deontay Johnson's out, but you go to these sites, Yahoo, Sleeper, FFPC, you can't move him to an IR spot, ESPN, like right. until the official Wednesday practice or whatever. I mean, it's, just, it, it's a real pain for, for fantasy gamers, but they, 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 they have already admitted when they talk about the schedule and all these things that they don't care about us, uh, even though we're a massive portion of the fan base and consume more of their product than anybody else. Right. But, you know, it would be nice. But like right now, you're just sitting here waiting for them to officially have practice so you can move Deontay Johnson to an out, uh, outer IR spot. But we're keeping an eye on all those guys. We know Dulcich and Deontay are out, but Fryermuth, Andrews, Waller, we're going to keep it all together. Tomorrow, I'm going to post a big update on that. So uh, we'll get you all that. Uh, we hit it. We hit on the takeaways. Should we get in the matchups, John? Yeah, let's get into the matchups. Thursday football here, Vikings, Eagles. Eagles are giving seven as home favorites against Minnesota. A 49-game total. Minnesota lost at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week yeah. one. So uh, once again, a disappointing go for Minnesota to start the season. Uh, Justin Jefferson is him. He continued to just absolutely ball out. No worries here. But Coop, you pointed out in your snap count, Iro, a maybe concerning development in week one. And it could just be rookie syndrome because we saw this for a lot of rookies in yeah. week one. But KJ Osborne out snapping Jordan Addison in week one. Addison did find the end zone. though. That's just classic pecking order business. And honestly, the best thing for these rookies is for these teams to lose. It's the best thing. If you want change, the best thing is for the team to lose. If the team goes out and loses to the Buccaneers with K.J. Osborne playing 58 snaps and Jordan Addison playing 36 and catching a 30-yard touchdown, then that's a good thing for Addison. You want them to lose, and you want – if you're going to complain 
right? Don't do what Elijah Moore did and complain about targets when they were on a three-game winning streak. This is where you say, hey, you know what? I can help the team. We need to change something up. If they lose again this week, maybe they just say, hey, you know what? Let's just put our rookie in there. Let's have him get the full snaps here. So this is one instance where I think eventually it will happen. It's just a matter of when. But, uh, yeah, right now, Addison's uh, he's kind of a tough start if he's going to be the odd man out because this team uses Josh Oliver. They paid him a lot of money. Right. They use C.J. Ham. When you have the fullback, when you have the, the extra tight end, you're not taking Hawk out. You're not taking Jefferson out. So whoever the wide receiver three is comes out of the game. So we need Addison to be the wide receiver two over Osborne, and then we start throwing him in the lineups every single week. Right now, he's more of a if-you-have-to type play, right, John? Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, listen, you're you're going you're gonna to play Addison for sure. I've seen a lot of waiver questions on Osborne or whether he's someone that's worth picking up. No. I just don't feel like there's any long term. Yeah. I, I don't know if I I don't know if I can play Addison. I don't know if I can play him right now. You can play Addison once. There will come a time where that flips, and that's when Addison goes in the lineup every single week. But right now, if he's going to play fifty percent of the snaps, I I just see if I have somebody else. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, so I guess it depends on where he ranks. If you're in a wide receiver three wide yes. receiver league. You know, if Addison's your wide receiver three, you're going to play that in, in an offense. Now, maybe not this week against the Eagles. Right. Obviously, a really tough defense, though. James Bradbury uh, is somebody that may not be available for this game. Um, obviously, take away a top corner. We did see the Patriots, surprisingly, actually be able to have a lot of success tacking the middle of the field for uh, against the Philadelphia defense. So just something to, to take clear of there. Um, you know, the Alexander Madison thing, no shock to me. Number one running back. Everybody kept on talking about the backups all offseason, all offseason. It was a Madison day. Um, but the Eagles running back situation is really the interesting one. Ken McCainwell had 60% of the offensive snaps. Scott and Swift both saw less than 20%. And Rashad Penny was a healthy and active. But now we have Gainwell trending towards not playing. Uh, you have to assume Penny will be active for this game. But where does the majority of the snaps lie? Does it go? To DeAndre Swift does it go to Boston Scott or does Penny now assume the Gainwell role and is a lead back and goes back to being inactive when he's healthy? Right. I think you probably do. I mean, I love what I saw to Gainwell. Hopefully, he can get healthy quick because I mean, he played like the whole game. Though Nick Sirianni did say that it was. It's kind of funny. He he pulled the old. We're all trying to find the guy who did this when it was actually him that calling right. the plays. So like he's like, we need to get more targets to Dallas Goddard, and we need to get more targets to DeAndre Swift. So I think. Of those guys, if, if Gainwell's out, I'd rather just start Swift and, and try and get a couple receptions, which I trust more than uh, the early down back, right. simply because of that that stupid QB sneak at the goal line by Jalen Hurts, where everyone pushes in the in the back. Like that's mm -hmm. it's the best play in football right now. It know? is. So, um, and also, just one last thing, you know, obviously you're starting against this Vikings team. You're starting Devontae uh, Smith. You're starting. Yeah, Jay Brown. I think the over under for receptions are set at five and a half for both. John, you like either one of those here against this Vikings team? I mean, I think you have to, right? That'd be we, uh, we just yeah. saw Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, led by Baker Mayfield, actually have a lot of success uh, going up against the Minnesota Vikings defense. So yeah, I, I think you can play right. both wide receivers pretty confidently. The fact that Gainwell is out, you know, almost makes me think that they either don't trust the other running backs that they have there. They could look to throw the ball more, but obviously. Passing against Minnesota is the easier way to beat them. We saw the struggles that that Tampa Bay had running the football, you know, last week against Minnesota. So, you know, if they don't trust the running backs there, and they have to, to carry a high workload. You could see a lot of passing here against Minnesota. Uh, I, I yeah, I would obviously play both if we're betting on them. I take the over on their props. Probably be in the tops uh, showdown slates as well uh, for week two. 
And before we go to this next game, I just want to say Dallas Goddard last week, if you had actually, if you read the DFS tight end article on fantasy alarm, that's a paywall for members. You would have known that Goddard terrible matchup this week with Kyle Duggar. We had him in the fade section and this week he'll probably bounce back. It's a better spot for him. So treat Dallas Goddard the way you normally would it. You just have to avoid certain guys at tight end. So let's go on to the next matchup. Uh, yeah. in the first order, the next matchup we have here kicking out the 1 PM games on Sunday, we have the Packers versus Falcons. Falcons are two point home underdogs here already 40 and a half a game total. Uh, do you think this is maybe a bit of an overreaction of Chicago, you know, dom- sorry, uh, the Packers dominating Chicago the way they did versus Atlanta who won their game against Carolina as a home team. And now they're a home underdog. Um, you know, I kind of like Atlanta plus two here. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like the bet though. So my heart says Atlanta, my, sorry, my head says Atlanta. My heart wants Atlanta to get crushed. My heart wants Atlanta to not be able to just run the ball and throw it 18 times and win games like them winning games doing what Arthur Smith wants to do is terrible for fantasy football it's you know if you're a Falcons fan great but for us we want them chucking the football we don't want what we just saw so uh to hit on the fact I don't even know if they'd be behind you if you'd open that offense up I think you'd just commit to the run they just yeah they just lose (laughs) I mean I mean mean, honestly they might crazy the the way that offense runs we saw again Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier the workload that they got in that game they improved their defense during the uh during the offseason as well so you know they may never be in a situation where they're completely blown out uh especially I don't know if the again, I don't know if the Packers are that good. I think I think Chicago might just be that bad. Right. So yeah, I I mean they were the worst team in football last year. Chicago was. So yeah. they can't rule it out. Uh, I'll I'll say this on the Falcons side, you it's like you start London and Pitts where you have to, but for the time being, I I can't start them under this this current setup. And once again, just like last year, if you look at the underlying numbers, it's all good. Like if you take Kyle Pitts and the numbers he had, the underlying ones, and this team throws 30, 40 times instead of 18, he's a high-end tight end one. He practically led all tight ends in dot. He played 83% of his snaps at wide receiver, which was like third most of any tight end. You know, he his target share even, three of 18 targets is actually a big target share. It's like if he just was on a team that threw it, they'd be good, but you can't trust him for now. Uh, with this team, obviously you're not starting Ritter. Uh, with You're not starting Matt Collins. With Bijan and... Al Algier, what are you? How are you feeling about that, John? I mean, I think if you have Algier, I mean, obviously, Bijan's an every week starter. That's not even right. a question. Um, but Tyler Algier, you know, I, uh, you know, I did some best ball drafts where, uh, you know, I kind of let the, the computer auto pick at the end, and I had some Tyler Algier shares. I was like, ah, you know, what a wasted pick it was on underdog to auto draft me this guy, and then he goes out in week one has a massive role. So if you have Tyler Algier, maybe you drafted him as a late round handcuff or you're in a deeper league and you just picked them up. I think at the very least, he's definitely in flex play contention this week. Yeah. Um, guys because, in the chat, I just want to say guys in the yeah. chat, we see your questions, notorious TBG, Jacob Ander. Uh, I kind of, I'm kind of bookmarking them. And when we get to those games, we'll hit on those. We're trying to yeah. keep things in, in order here for the, for the podcast listeners that, you know, don't want to hear a trillion questions. But for instance, I see your question on, the Ravens RBs. When we get to the Ravens, I'll definitely pull that right up and we'll talk about it. We're yeah, trying to sure. keep a little order here. Yeah, for sure. And we'll talk, we'll talk uh, all questions as we work our way through these games. Uh, I think Algier plays. Uh, I think you got to put him at least as a flex option. Yeah. They, Al, Arthur Smith 
wants to run the football. They asked him about it. He says, I don't care about your fantasy football team. This is how we're going to win football games. Do I think it's going to be a, a 65-45 split? Or that's too much. That's too many percentages. 50-55-45 uh, on the snap count all season? I don't. I think eventually right. B. John Robinson will take our larger role. But inside the five-yard line, Tyler Algier had 100% of the touches, which is not what many people would have expected. Mm-hmm. You saw B. John impact in the passing game. He had that ridiculous catch and run there for the score. So, um, you know, for me, I think both running backs are viable options. If Tyler Algier was available in your waiver wire, I hope you snagged him uh, because Arthur Smith has not hid behind the fact of what he wants to do in this offense. I think the biggest question is going to be is Cordero Patterson practiced. What happens when Cordero Patterson is active for a game uh, because he was hurt? Does he cut into Algier? Is he used at all? Like, how do they go he, about using Patterson in this offense? I think he's probably just going to return kicks. Like, I think he's, you know, they got two two guys that are the best at what they do. So I'm not too worried about that. And, sure. you know, that's enough on those running backs, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll with, agree with you. And yeah, I see with, Benji in the chat. I see Reflex there as well. We're going to get to your question. We're going to get to those. Uh, oh, don't with, you worry. So, with, uh, that, so, for instance, Ref, Reflex has a question. Travis Etienne for Drake London and Miles Sanders. We're talking about the Falcons, so we can get that one up here. Uh, I personally – it depends how many wide receivers you have. If Drake London was going to be on your bench, then I think I would do that. And that comes from me who I'm a big Miles Sanders guy. So if you look at your lineup and Drake London is your wide receiver four or five, and you're, you're, you're probably never going to start him, then I would do that because ETN looked great. Yeah. If London is, is your wide receiver four, and which means he's going to be in your lineup for multiple weeks, that's a little bit difficult. So you have to look at your – always with trades, consider how it affects your, your roster and your lineup. Yeah, because I mean, think about where you drafted London and Sanders. You know, those are two middle round picks for you. If you don't have a replacement for them, uh, unless you're the one getting ETN, I would probably take ETN if I'm. Yes, I like the ETN side. That's what I'm saying. If you can afford to do it, if you have other wide receivers. Uh, And just to wrap up this game on the Packers side, Romeo Dubs are the two TDs. We got to see what it looks like. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Watson and Dubs on the outside with Reed in the slot. That's what it was looking like coming in, and you know they just used. Uh, Dontavion Wicks is a placeholder for Christian Watson. Uh, you know, we'll have to see how it, sh- how it shakes out there, but I will say Luke Musgrave actually led that team in routes run with 24 and he played like 16 snaps at wide receiver. So Musgrave, wherever you can find a spot for him on the bench, I would do it. If you're going yin and yang tight end, I would do it in a lot of my leagues. I just said, forget it. I'm going yang yang. And I've got now my, my rosters are all Kincaid and Laporta, Kincaid right. and Musgrave, Musgrave and Laporta. And just hoping that it sorts itself out, but this could be the year of the rookie tight end. These guys, yeah. a lot of good usage. Yeah, decent, uh, decent debut for the rookie tight ends for sure. And then the other notable here is the Aaron Jones injury hurt his hamstring yeah. on that touchdown run. Uh, if he's out, obviously AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon looked like trash, trash. <laughs> in week one, but he'll be the lead back in that offense. So you're, if you have him, play him uh, in week two. Raiders, Bills, Bills here, eight and a half home favorites, forty-six and a half game total here. Uh, Raiders pulled off the upset win in week one, going into Denver. A little bit surprising. Uh, Jacoby Myers is an absolute monster in that game. Awesome. I was joking uh, with a buddy of mine that uh, you know we snagged Jacoby Myers, the uh, the art, the wide receiver one in Las Vegas, in like round fifteen. Um, but he got knocked out. So we'll see what the concussion issues there. Hunter Renfro had zero targets. Yeah, uh, played thirteen snaps. If Myers is out, though, you have to assume Renfro becomes, steps yeah. in, right? So right. Um, the question really is like, can you play any Raiders against Buffalo? I feel Buffalo's gonna be jacked up after losing Week One here. I played Devonta Adams. I played Josh Jacobs because I just don't. I I can't put them on my bench. I like sure. those guys. What I spent on them, I I can't put them on the bench. But yeah, I'm not, I don't know if I'm putting Hunter Renfro. You're in downgrading there. their projections. The, the good news for Jacoby Myers is that when you look at the snap totals, 
Hunter Renfro with 13 snaps, that was actually the third most of the wide receivers. They used two tight ends with yeah. Cooper and Meyer, which neither are viable in fantasy. Yeah, Meyer in nine routes on 29 well, snaps. Just, yeah, you can't, you can't start either of those guys. But because they both played and because Jakob Johnson, the fullback, played so many snaps, it's going to consolidate the targets among Myers when he's healthy and Devontae Adams, which is good news for those two players. Yeah. So the Jacoby Myers I'm adding pretty much anywhere where I, uh, you know, where he was on waivers. He's like he was like fifty percent on Yahoo, so I didn't have many leagues. My leagues are usually kind of deep, but there was yeah. a couple spots where where he was potentially available. Yeah, in week one, obviously the the Bills struggled. Josh Allen had four turnovers. Gabe Davis didn't do much of anything. Uh, I think that turns around here against uh, Las Vegas. I think they all have bounce back games. So I'm in on everybody. Dalton Kincaid looked pretty great. Obviously, we talked about that going into the year. They're, they told us, "Go, you said all the time." They told us how they're going to use him, and they did not lie about. Right. Brandon Bean straight up said he was going to play slot. He played 47 snaps at wide receiver, only eight in line. And honestly, Dawson Knox played a ton of wide receiver too. They were just mixing and matching these guys at wide receiver with Gibbs and Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis, sorry, D- uh, Diggs and Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis was just useless this week, but you know, he'll be who he is. A guy that, you know, sometimes he doesn't show up. Sometimes he gets four targets and scores two touchdowns. So you yeah. know who Gabe Davis was. He was a, a uh, you know, a best ball type guy. Uh, James Cook was awesome, Love so him. that's great news. Wish right? I had more exposure than I do, honestly, because uh, mm-hmm. I was in on Singletary as I was last year. The problem was Cook was a little bit more pricier this year than Singletary was last year. But yeah, and though there were there were some people out there, Coop, that were you know touting anti James Cook propaganda on Twitter heading into the year, and I just didn't feel like they were actually understanding how he was going to be used in the offense. And Week One played out exactly as I as I hoped here. Uh, Andy's got some questions. You want to throw one out there? This is a this one involves the Bills, so we're getting it up there. Go for it. Yeah. So he says in two leagues, I did a late discount double Dalton tap. Love that strategy. One of my patent strategies with Dalton Schultz and Dalton Kincaid. Wondering if I should drop Schultz for guys like Hurst, Henry, or Ertz. So with the success of Kincaid week one, just in terms of using usage and everything, I'm willing to get more risky. So I, you know, Schultz, his usage was good, and we'll get to him. But I would, uh, I'd be willing to drop him for Ertz if if I can get Ertz for free. Just considering ten targets is ten targets, or Hayden Hurst. Hunter Henry is a that one feels a bit uh, lateral of a move. So uh, it's interesting it, though. Again, two years ago, Hunter Henry led the tight tied for tight end leading touchdowns. Yeah, and um, we'll get to we'll get to him for sure. It's just you know we, with some of these teams, everything's in place. Like the Bills, there's nobody that's coming out that coming to join the team that's been hurt. Whereas with the Patriots, there might be. So, yeah. uh, you know, the important thing is you have Kincaid, whoever, honestly, those other guys are so close that just pick your poison. I would right? agree. Um, let's move on to the next game here, Coop, and we'll continue to hit your questions. We see them. Uh, Ravens, Bengals, Bengals at home, given three and a half. It's a 46 and a half game total. Uh, Ravens, you know, they, they did okay against Houston, but they obviously, they really weren't that impressive no. uh, outside of Flowers. The Bengals got blown out on the road against Cleveland. Uh, does it make sense for them to be three and a half home favorites here? What's your thoughts on this matchup? I mean, it's crazy because both these teams look bad. This is one that personally, the way I go about my my gambling is I, I don't like to touch games like this where both teams I think are good and underperformed last week. So if anything, I will, I'll, I'll take the Bengals at home, but yeah. It's just it, it, too much uncertainty there with these two with these two teams. And the thing with uh, the thing that scares me is you look at Aaron Rodgers had the calf strain turned into an Achilles. Everyone remembers Kevin Durant right. had the calf strain played Achilles. Yeah. And then you know Joe Burrow's got this calf situation and he did not look good. 
And I'm just wondering, like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? If If he has any sort of soreness or anything, I would just throw Jake Browning in there and lose this game, to be honest. Like, it, you know what? It's it's worth losing a game than than having an Achilles injury that can have permanent damage to your career. So, yeah. right. But I if agree. he's fine, if he's fine, he's fine, right? Yeah. But like, just that's the way I would handle it. It's just it's, just, it's not worth it, right? Yep. Um, uh, so. For the for the Ravens here again, Flowers was everything I had hoped for. I saw somebody tweet out though he only had a two point nine A dot. I know you are a, an anti high low A dot yeah. guy, but I'm on Ross St. Brown continues to produce exactly. So Don't care. With- I'll live with flowers being yeah, that for, guy. For where you got him. That's the thing though, is like targets are everything. So sure. obviously, you know, at the very top, that's the difference. Is that yeah. like the seven yard A dot for ARSB caps the ceiling? But we're talking about first, second round picks. We're talking about later. Just give yeah. him the targets. I don't care. Sure. One yard sure. A dot, I do not care if he's getting 10 targets. So yeah, flowers, gotta... flowers is legit. I don't really care for much else. I want to see what happens when Andrews comes back yeah. and what that so, Ravens offense looks like. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, T. Higgins usage was good. The, the the Bengals on paper were exactly what we thought. It was the three wide receivers, Joe Mixon playing all the meaningful snaps, Irv Smith just kind of hanging out. So, like, if you plan to start these guys, I would not change it over one game. Uh, we do have two yeah. quick questions that involve the Ravens. We got one right here. Uh, he asked about Fab. He goes, uh, $20, $25 was, percent was spent on Hill Edwards, uh, and he dropped zero, got Melvin Gordon. Who is smarter? Uh, time will tell. But the thing with Melvin Gordon is what that. He was a healthy scratch, and any team could have signed him, even signed him off, off their right. practice squad. They didn't. So I think it will probably be Hill Edwards. But the question is whether they blew their fab or not. So, right. uh, you know, I would, depending on the situation, if you have the spot for free for Melvin Gordon, it could it could work out for you if it's a split. So I don't feel like any of these running backs now are going to be that productive in fantasy. Right. Josh Edwards, playing- maybe. Hill had two touchdowns, but he had less – Yards and carries. So and you're, you're still playing with Lamar Jackson, who is going to take as much of the red zone work himself. And he also right. doesn't really like dumping down to the running back because he's, he's, if, if you, the running back is standing next to Lamar Jackson, it's the running back's job to go block somebody. He's yeah. not going to flip it over like Drew Brees would do. He's going to have time. a game plan now put in place knowing that Dobbins isn't going to be part of their offense. So that will change some things yeah. there for them. Trade Waller and Gibson for Andrews. Antonio Gibson? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, that's basically a that. Waller for Andrews trade. So that's what I'm saying. Gibson, I, I would do. I would yeah. take Andrews for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to the yeah, game. Seahawks Lions. This is an interesting one. So the total on this game opened at 51. It's now down to 47 and a half. Now it opened early. It was an early line look. It's since it's gone down to 47 and a half, it kind of stayed at 47 and a half. I can't figure uh, that out, dude. I can't figure out why that would be so the case. They, they lost a couple of offensive linemen. Both of their tackles for Seattle were hurt in that game. Seattle's offense obviously looked very bad. Um, so I think people are expecting the Lions defense to kind of hold Seattle down in this one. Uh, the Lions are five and a half point home favorites here. Um, just a very interesting big line drop like that. Tyler Lockett had, was checked for a concussion, did come back in play. The last time these two teams met last year was that game that scored 93 total points. Um, So I do think it's kind of interesting how this game's going to play out. I think the comments for um, uh, about Jameer Gibbs last week from uh, Campbell uh, talking about how they just want to sort of get his feet wet against Kansas city and his role is going to expand as the season moves along. Does that mean in week two at home, his role expands because he looked pretty explosive and, and actually for a guy that only played 20% of the offensive snaps to come out with like eight and a half fantasy points, uh, I'm still willing to play Jameer Gibbs if I have him. I don't, you know, his upside to me is still very high. He's probably more comfortable as a flex play for a lot of people. You always say where you drafted him, you kind of have to play him. 
Uh, I'm expecting both running backs to continue to be pretty productive here for the Lions. Yeah, I, exactly, man. Like they could easily be this year's Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, where you know uh, David Montgomery is Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara is Jameer Gibbs. And in 2017, Mark Ingram was RB seven and Kamara yeah. was RB three. So it's entirely possible. Uh, just, I mean, Gibbs, he looked so good. It was crazy to me when I did the snap count article. And I saw that he only played 19 snaps because yeah. those are some of the 19 of the best snaps I've ever seen. And he almost scored a touchdown. He tripped himself up, if you remember. Know, he I cut know. out to the outside. He would foul. He would have had, he would have had a yeah. score. So he's looking good. Uh, Laporta, clo- very close to ideal. I mean, as far as rookie goes, five targets in the first game is great. I want to see him break some tackles. That's his, like, M.O. And a couple of those he should have broken. I yeah. know, so I'm very surprised. And the other thing, slight concern there, where if it happens again this week, I'll move Luke Musgrave ahead is that he blocked on five pass plays, which this guy, they're using him in line some, and I don't like that. That Nobody wants to see a guy like this who is basically a wide receiver blocking on pass plays. Sure. Uh, just a reminder, everybody in the chat, we're going to hit on your questions when we get to a game that involves those players. So feel free to throw them in there, uh, and we're going to do our best to hit them, but we don't we're want to. do our best to get all the way down here. Uh, Kenneth yeah. Walker looked great. Uh, I'm not too worried about Gino again. Uh, week one, I felt like this was going to be a tough week, for Seattle and DK Metcalf said he couldn't name a single person in their secondary. We yeah. talked about it on the show. I'm like, you just don't give guys don't that, you know, that, that bulletin board material. Sure enough, defense shows up, shuts everybody down. So exactly. uh, I'm happy uh, running right back here with Seattle. Um, I guess if their tackles are both out, though, Aiden Hudson probably going to have himself a field day there uh, against Seattle. Maybe alone where we there. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, keep an eye on the Lockett concussion situation. Um, he did hopefully he's... that game, but I guess like something to continue to view, I guess. Yeah, hopefully he'll be good to go. Uh, you know, and, and any concern for Geno, John, before we move on to the next game? Or you no, just keep them... no, no, yeah. I'm still going to play him. Again, week one, I, I feel like this is a good spot for them to go and attack. Again, people will look at the Lions defense and see how Kansas City scored. But that was more self-inflicted Kansas City issues than anything the Lions are doing. Darius Tony dropped two wide-open passes. Like, he catches those, more points are on the board, and the Lions defense doesn't look nearly as good as people thought. So, uh, willing to go there. Colts-Texans here. Texans are one-point home underdog, a 39-and-a-half game total. Uh, expecting Moss to be back here. Uh, Evan Hull went on the IR. Uh, thoughts on this game here? Anthony Richardson uh, looked pretty good. They said he would have gone back in the game if it mattered for anything. So, uh, willing to, to continue with the Colts here. Richardson looked awesome, man. We forget that how when watching the game, people are like, oh, yeah, okay, that's good. People forget how bad it could possibly be. Like, yeah. we didn't know who this guy could be. I've seen really, 65% really of his passes yeah. were completed. People thought he couldn't throw the football. Remember so. remember the Malik Willis's first game last year? It yes. didn't even look like football, man. We, I mean, anyone seen Kendall Hinton play or, or even like Josh Rosen? Like, when it – but it's bad. It doesn't even look like football. So the fact that he went out and ran for a touchdown and threw for a touchdown, I mean, just running for 40 yards and scoring a rushing touchdown, right. that's 10 fantasy points. That's, that's what, all we, I need that's what we talk about here with fantasy right. quarterbacks, right? right? So yeah. I I one of, I said I was playing it safe in a league. I was, you know, drafting Goff and Richardson. I started Goff. I'm dropping – I dropped Goff to waivers. I'm yeah, just starting Richardson. The rest of the season, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael I'll Pittman played like every snap, which is awesome. Alec Pierce played opposite him playing a full snap share. Josh Downs was out of the slot, but he got pretty decent usage. And then, you know, for DFS purposes, Kylan Granson, if Andrew Ogletree and Johnny Woods are out again, and Johnny Woods obviously can't play for, for the first four weeks, Kylan Granson is a DFS dart throw. Can't yeah. throw in the real lineup. Though. Put him in the contrarian corner video last week. Yeah. Uh, or, sorry, the bargains uh, video last week. Kylan Granson is perfectly fine. Um, for Houston here, uh, Robert Woods, 
Uh, Real quick before we move on from the Colts, we have a um, question for this game. Uh, Would you start Geno or or Richardson? Man, Richardson has the injury, right? I want to go Geno, I think, here. I I know that Weapon X says he's leaning A, Rich. I get it. I do. I think the Texans' defense might be like halfway okay. Yeah. Um, so again, their their coach there coming over from the 49ers was a defensive coach. Their defense might be a little bit better than people think this year. And and you have the fact that Houston's at home here. So and this game, the over under is 39 and a half. Yeah. It's gonna be one of the worst games of the week, most likely, versus the other one, which it opened at 50. Now it's at 47. Still at 47 and a half. Yeah. So. so get Gino in there. And honestly, if Gino Falls in his face again, then maybe you just drop him. Yeah, but I, I I would go Gino here one week again. He's got Metcalf, Lockett, JSN, like a lot of great weapons here against the Lions. So I'd rather trust that for this week. And like Coop said, if it doesn't work out, we move on. Uh, Houston side. Uh, again, Robert Woods for me looks pretty good. Anything else for you? Yeah, Nico Collins. Both of them got double-digit targets. And Schultz had good usage but didn't really get the looks. I mean, he played like every snap, only blocked on one pass play, which is good. That was a concern as you blocking a lot of pass plays. So Schultz is still a potential option if you need him. Kind of boring, but whatever. And then the split for Pierce, we thought Singletary might be the pass catching back. He wasn't, but Mike Boone was. So sure. we still got rug pulled a little bit. Pierce, maybe not. Like you wanted to see Pierce go out and play the snap shares that Rashad White and Travis Etienne did, and he did not do that. So there is some concern there. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, all right, let's keep on going here. we got about a half an hour left in the show, some more games to get to. Chiefs-Jaguars is going to be probably the, the, the funnest game to watch uh, of the week here. Uh, Jacksonville is a three-point home underdog. Totals 51, highest on the board. Uh, we saw the struggles for the Chiefs, though. Uh, obviously, no Travis Kelsey. Uh, Kadarius Toney had his issues. Sky Moore had his issues. Rasheed Rice looked great. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Pacheco was obviously the lead back, but we saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire actually start that game. So uh, a lot of questions need to be answered with KC, which could just be solved if Travis Kelsey just is active for this. Right. Point. If Kelsey's back, then there's room for maybe one fantasy-relevant wide receiver, but maybe not. Right now, the guys I like are Sky Moore, who at least played the snaps, and Rashi Rice, where we are hoping his snapshot goes up. They did look for him in some key situations. Obviously, he scored the touchdown. So those are the guys I'm most interested in. MVS, if he ends up playing the full snapshot opposite more, then we're not going to have any other fantasy relevant player. Right. Darius Tony, that's another one where I was amazed at how bad he could play on so few snaps. Like he hardly even played. How could he make so? He many- might have played more if he wasn't dropping the football. That's my yeah. that's my only thing here, right? Like he had that that drop interception. Then he was on the sideline for like two straight series comes back out there, then has that drop in the middle of the field. Like, I think that his drops kept him on the bench. If you had asked me, I would have said that he played 40 snaps or 30 snaps, just on how many plays he, he bad plays yeah. he had. He only played 16 snaps. Yeah. That means he, he was targeted was a lot. So he was targeted like field, every time they, he was out there. Yeah, when yeah. he was on the field, they looked at him. So, so. Yeah, there's still some, you know, the, the upside's potentially there. But, man, that was pretty bad. We got a question in here about uh, Zay Jones. Yep. Now, uh, surprising usage here, I think, for many. Uh, when we got Calvin Ridley, who looked as awesome as I expected him to, uh, we thought Christian Kirk would move down to be the wide receiver two, Zay Jones would be the wide receiver three, and here we go. It ended up being the opposite. Zay Jones oh, actually played more snaps than Calvin Ridley did, played 90%, yeah. and then Christian Kirk got the 60% snap share coming off the field. So, you know, how confident are you now having Kirk in your lineups, and is Zay Jones a full go now as a weekly play for you? Yeah, and honestly, this has always been – my concern for Amon Ross St. Brown over the long term is that what happens if you're a pure slot wide receiver is when the team adds a split end and adds a flanker, they have a decision to make. Teams like, and I think Amon Ross St. Brown at this point might be safe and he might go the route of a Cooper Cup or Chris Godwin, 
or Keenan Allen, where they play slot in three wide, but for, for two wide receiver sets, one of the other guys comes out and they move out wide. That's what happens with Cooper Cup, what happens with, with Chris Godwin. Yeah. In this case, he went the Tyler Boyd route, where they have T. Higgins, they have Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd's coming out. In this case, it's Ridley and Zay Jones staying in, and Kirk coming out crushes his upside, crushes yeah. his upside. Uh, so yeah, so Webinette says, are we worried about Kirk? You know, Chad wants yes. to know, Zay Jones usage. So are you flipping them now and how you go about, or is Kirk still like a weekly flex wide receiver three for you? How do you handle them if you're, you're in your lineups on a weekly basis? Zay Jones definitely had a Kirk now, and he's the better bet. The problem is like this team, they're going to play matchups. Zay Jones last year played this role, and when they played Sauce Gardner, they played Jeff Okuda. He did literally nothing, and it sure. was, they just they just – go to Evan Engram, they go to their other options. So I think it's going to be tough from week to week with this team. And we had one more question involving these players. Uh, 10 team, half PPR. Should I trade Zay and Kyron Williams for James Cook? My answer to that would be yes. Yes, you're selling selling high. (laughs) Yeah, he had a follow-up question where he said the word Jones. If that's Zay Flowers, the answer is no. But if that's Zay Jones, the answer is yes. And did I he, also saw did another. Say it was Zay Jones, or you're asking him? He said Zay Jones. He 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 said Jones in another question, so I think it's Jones. But let us know in the chat if it's Flowers, then keep Flowers. He says but he lost it's... Dobbins and only has Jones and Montgomery. Um, so yeah, David, give us a full scope on what exactly we're oh, looking. Oh, because that could be Aaron Jones. Yeah, if it's Zay Flowers, keep Flowers and Kyron Williams. Yeah, if I only it's... have Jones, Montgomery, and Kyron at running back. So he's. Tra- He's trading Zay. Yeah, let us know if it's Zay Jones or Zay yeah, Flowers, and we'll be able to give you a better idea here. Uh, we talked about this game already, so we'll get to it quickly here. Justin wants to know, he has Charbonnet in a five-spot bench. Gainwell's a free agent. Do you grab Gainwell? I think I do, man. Charb's only played 11 snaps. Yeah. Just gross. He yeah. he, he played the same number of snaps as DJ Dallas. Again, it could just be the rookie week one thing, but not great usage here. Out of Gainwell's already a starter. Uh, let's move it on. Bears, Buccaneers, Buccaneers giving three. It's a 41 game total here. Uh, I am not obviously the Baker Mayfield, the biggest Baker Mayfield guy. Exactly. I'm complete opposite, but I do love the Buccaneers this week. I think we can go ahead and just lock in Godwin Evans. Um, you know, I'm not playing Baker, but I think those two guys are locks for a lot of lineups uh, for DFS for sure. It's easy with this one. Evans, Godwin, you start. Rashad White, you start. Kate Otten played 66 or 68 snaps blocked on seven. If a wide receiver ever gets hurt on this team, now we consider him. But for now, he's just kind of like a DFS start throw. And that's it for that team. The Bears are the more interesting team, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you do, right? They did not look good offensively at any level in this game against Green Bay. Now they go up against Tampa Bay. Do you, do you trust them at all? Mm, no. I mean, you're playing and, fields if you have them. Right. It is a three-headed monster. The thing with fields, that's crazy. And I don't want to go too long because I know we got a lot of games to hit. But Justin Fields, he threw 37 passes and everyone's like, oh, my God, yes. But the if you look, go to Pro Football Focus, it's the same as last year, really, in terms of usage. They just they called 54 dropbacks, which is a – sorry, 52 dropbacks, which is a ton. It doesn't happen often. He only threw it 37 times on 52 dropbacks, right? That's 71%. Last year, virtually – Last year, every single quarterback in the league that was a starter threw the ball on at least 80% of their dropbacks. The lowest besides Fields was 82. Yeah. And the guys in the, you know, the other mobile guys, Hertz, Allen, Lamar Jackson, they're living at 84 to 86. All the non-mobile guys are throwing it on like 97%, you know, 95. When the pass play is called, they throw the football, right? Yeah. So Justin Fields last year was at 71%, and this year he's at 37%. It's not that they weren't necessarily calling pass plays last year. They were calling 30 a game. He was only throwing it 21 
time. So, so that's I that it does concern me. I want this guy to throw the football when they call pass plays. And yep. I know you got to scramble sometimes, but if you're taking that many sacks and scrambling and throwing things that don't even count as attempts, then DJ Moore is going to be useless. Darnold, Darnold Mooney. Obviously, Claypool is awful. useless anyways. Now we saw yeah, the highlights right. of him walking around there. Uh, guys, we see your questions coming in the chat. We promise you we'll get to answer them. We're going to continue our game breakdowns here. So just stick with us. We will answer those questions before we get out. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Chargers, Titans here. Titans home getting three points, 45 and a half game total. Uh, Eckler is obviously the news here because we saw Joshua Kelly play a big role in week one. Now Eckler a little bit banged up. Um, how are we handling this situation? Obviously, it's a wait and see with Eckler, but is Joshua Kelly now filling into like that Tyler Algier role, you know, like someone that we can now trust on a weekly basis, maybe as a flex play? Yeah, I hate adding players. Like I, in an ideal world with the handcuffs and handcuff pluses, it's a Alexander Madison or a Tony Pollard where we think that they're at least talented. Like right. Joshua Kelly, I just worry that I hate adding players off waivers that I don't think are like that are very good, good. Yeah. right like justice i'm adding like joshua kelly just sometimes you have to i'm right. adding joshua kelly justice hill but like i've seen these guys play you know what i mean there's a reason they haven't been playing there's a reason that when all the chargers needed to do was get a couple first downs to win against the jags they couldn't do it so yeah. it does concern me there uh you know with keaton allen and mike williams you start both guys josh palmer like even if quentin johnson surpasses josh palmer he's still the the third target yeah. so Gerald Everett, Quinn Johnson, Josh Palmer. I just, I'm not even sure I'm rostering yeah. players like that. And they Maybe. said here, uh, you know, just not answering the question because I can't believe QJ tricked me here. They told you he was the fourth guy on the depth chart. They, yeah. they, they, they told you it was going to happen. So right. um, the Titan side of things here, are, are you overreacting to the Tajay Spears, Derek Henry split? No, not necessarily. I mean, the thing is, you got to look at snaps here. Sometimes when guys just make big plays and make a lot of good plays, they come out of the game. Like look at Tyree Kill snaps here. He was coming out of the game because right. he every time he was in the game, he was giving the ball and running for 20, 30 yards. <laughs> so Derek right? Henry's so like 60-yard like run. He was just yeah. tired, you know? He played like, like a 66% snap share because every time he was getting in, he was gassed and he was like, I need yeah. to come out. Derek Henry was, you know, he had the big screen. He had all these other plays. Henry would have led this team in snaps, I think, if he wasn't, you know, if he didn't have how many carries? 15 carries, something yeah. like that. So, like, he had a ton of carries. He caught some screens. He's going to be fine. But I like Harry Taj- a lot in this matchup this yeah. week. But Tajay Spears also, you know, why not? Like, if he's going to be the pass catching back, he's worth taking a little stab on. It's obviously, don't expect Tajay Spears to play more than Derrick Henry every week. Yeah, I will say it's interesting for a while. We've always taken a running back behind Henry, but it's never been a guy that made any sort of impact in fantasy. And right away, week one, Tajay Spears made an impact. So uh, it could just be a point where they were getting ready to ramp up a guy and take some of some of the workload off of Derrick Henry. We've been talking about it for years, how he feels like he's overworked. So Yeah, I'll say this. And also, Chig, you know, we were mostly doing him in best ball after they signed Hopkins. But, dude, that flea flicker that Tannehill just threw over his head, that should have yeah, been a touchdown. That should have you know, been it. Let's that get the 4 o'clock games. For sure. Uh, 4 o'clock games, Giants-Cardinals. Cardinals at home getting 5.5 to 40 total here. Uh, I can't take anything from the Giants game. They were just blitzed from the moment in, in, a, in, a, in a hurricane. So I just – wash it i reset and i assume that this is their week one game gonna <laughs> give them an opportunity right. to, to everything all of my perceptions of the giants last week I'm just gonna carry that over into this week and, and i'm ready to ride so yeah i'm with you man like well except waller's banged up so you got to figure out what's going on there but saquon barkley you start him the thing is none of these wide receivers played a full snap share so i don't know watching that game made me want to 
sneak Wandell Robinson onto some well, benches. I'm just saying, like I said, I don't think we can get, you know gain anything from right. what happened in week one. So I'm, I'm <laughs> just going to go ahead and play. How banged up Waller? It's not, is it still the hamstring that he's hamstring still? With? Yeah. So hey, he's probably getting better here. Yeah. Dan, I mean, dude, and they just dragged Daniel Jones through the mud. They should have pulled him from that game way earlier. They were talking uh, about it on the Sunday Night Football. They're like, when do they take him out? And they just crazy. kept on letting him play. Crazy. Um, uh-huh. Listen, you are you you're Michael Wilson play right now. The yardage and production wasn't there, but the snaps were. So there. that's what you're he looking led, for. Led right? the team. He led the team of snaps. He is the starting split end for this team. He's bigger than all these other guys, so it makes a lot of sense. So I'm stashing him on benches wherever I can. Yeah, Rondell Moore's a slot guy. He played a partial snap share. If you know, it's like you can't roster that many Cardinals. So I'm holding on to Wilson and Hollywood Brown and Zach Ertz. Obviously, he seems fine. He's fine. Ten targets. So he's a guy that he goes, he moved way up in my yin and yang rankings on the yin side, safe yeah. side, because he's not going to really break. He's not going to really have a bunch of hundred yard games because he's target dependent. But I mean, he gives you a nice floor. And then James Conner, full down back. So we're yeah. feeling good about that. Yeah, Not really a great matchup, I don't think, for the Cardinals this week, but yeah. uh, definitely guys to keep forward. 49ers, Rams. Rams are getting seven and a half. It's a 44 and a half game total here. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was ridiculous uh, in that game against Pittsburgh here. CMC, shocker. Uh, number one running back there, uh, 49ers. How much of the 49ers offense is it that – I mean, I guess we have to be impressed, right? We thought Pittsburgh's defense at home was going to be something. So uh, 49ers are the real deal here. Yeah, I'll tell you. And, again, this is another one of those teams where Kyle Juszczyk's going to play 40 50% of snaps. Then that consolidates it among Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and CMC. So just start them where you got them. Yeah. Uh, Ram side of things, I I mean, I don't know if I trust repeat production here. Uh, Puka and Tutu Atwell, but obviously you pick them up. You probably have to play them this week against the 49ers. Just know that the 49ers defense is going to be better than Seattle's defense. So take that into consideration. Here you go. We got a question. When when you hit on the Rams, which receivers would you be playing Puka Nakua over in full PPR? Honestly? Who's on your roster to let us know the players? Because there's a lot of of questions there. So We moved them way up. I got them in like the wide receiver three range, though. Like there's just too many good wide receivers in this league to get too crazy and say, okay, this guy had one good game, so now we start him over T. Yeah. Higgins, right? Or we start right. him, you know what I mean? So it's like he's just as likely to get, you know play behind Van Jefferson this week than he is to do what he did. So I mean, yeah. uh, production wise too, again, it's a very very tough matchup. So I'll tell you, Forty uh, ers saw that saw that game. Yeah, downgrade you know I mean? downgrading a little bit here um, this week, but yeah, wide receiver three, play him. Running backs was a little weird. Um, you know, Kyron got the, the early workload. Akers kind of got some late workload. Um, how do you handle the running back situation here? We we thought the Vegas told us this Akers thing was happening, right? They set his rushing line at 750 yards. And we didn't get it. We're like, why would the RB1 for the Rams only have 750 yards? He looks like right. a stud. And then he plays behind Kyron in week one. I know. Yeah. So it's like the way I look at it is almost all my leagues are either Full, I don't have any standard leagues. So if Kyron Williams is going to come out for pass play, sorry, if Cam Akers is going to come out for pass plays for Kyron Williams, then Kyron Williams is the guy I want outright. Yeah. So I just straight up rank right now, rest of the season, Kyron Williams over Cam Akers. That's, sure. I mean, there's no other way to look at it for me. Yeah, I would agree. If you play standard, then yeah, sure. Cam Akers, awesome. Uh, Jets, Cowboys, Cowboys are given 9-39 game total. This was supposed to be the uh, game of the week. Uh, unfortunately, now it's Zach Wilson versus Dallas. I don't think the Jets offense is going to be able to do too much. Um, here against the Cowboys. We did have a Garrett Wilson question, trade question a little bit earlier if you want to scroll up and find that one, Coop. But uh, Jets running game looked great. Brees Hall looked fast. Dalvin Cook looked good. But I just don't know. You know. I think the Cowboys are about to get back-to-back New York teams and just absolutely hammer them here. So, Yeah, Cowboys, man, kind of a 
a lucky pull here, but you know, hey, maybe Zach Wilson can cover that spread, but I wouldn't, I'm not sure I'm putting money on it. And I just want to say real quick, John, did you see that bar in Wisconsin? Yeah, free oh beer for the Packers to lose. Everybody everyone, started drinking. Yeah. Everyone started drinking like crazy. And then they, they all had to pay those tabs. That is hilarious. But uh, anyway, uh, CD lamb, just want to note real quick, CD lamb back to playing in the slot. And he's in that Cooper cup Godwin role. I described earlier where he played, he led the team in slot snaps. No one else even really played in the slot. And then when they went to two wide, it was him and Gallup and cooks came out. But even then, like, Cook, you can't really judge this game because it was not a game. So, yeah. uh, and the other one, Ferguson. I, I have a lot of questions on Ferguson. People seem to like him, but he only he only ran fourteen routes. Uh, Peyton Hendershot ran twelve, and you say, oh well, you know they pulled Ferguson for Hendershot. They didn't really. Ferguson played forty-one snaps and only ran fourteen routes. So we got to see what happens in this game. I'm Ferguson might be a guy I'm dropping next week. Yeah, um, Garrett Wilson. Where do you rank him now? You got to move him down. You got to move him down to like, like if, if, if Zach Wilson was the quarterback, we would be drafting Garrett Wilson's probably the end of the second beginning of the third. So you got to move all the Alaves and the Waddles ahead. We're, and we'd probably and, draft them where Drake London was drafted. Right. So I'm saying you got to move Alave Waddle. Would you trade uh, Garrett Wilson and Gabe Davis for Stefan Diggs? I would, I think at this point. Yeah, absolutely. For that question in the chat, for sure. Yeah, for so sure. Definitely do that. Uh, Commanders Broncos Broncos at home, given three and a half. It's a 38 and a half game total here. Yeah. Uh, Broncos. Listen, Javante looked good. Uh, I get that there was a split there. He got the early workload and then it kind of gave him some rest. Um, Sutton, obviously the lead guy there, Dolchik hurt, Judy hurt. So, um, break it down for us here, Coop. Yeah. So this is, uh, the whole thing is kind of, kind of gross on the Broncos side for besides Sutton, you know, I think Javante Williams, the fact that he split snaps evenly with, with Samaji P Ryan is great news for him and the people that drafted him because that's only going to go up, Yeah. you know, in this situation, he's just the better player. And you notice that even though P Ryan played more pass snaps, they still made an effort to get Williams receptions because yeah. he's a great pass catcher. So great news for Javante, Javante Williams. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton, this, as crazy as it sounds, this week was great news for Jerry Judy, regardless of the injury, nobody came up and showed out. Right. No. Uh, and, and the big concern was that Marvin Mims might arrive and be the guy. Marvin Mims was the wide receiver for yeah, little George Humphrey, everybody little yeah. George Humphrey and Brandon Johnson. So, I think that Jerry Judy, when he's back, he just goes right back into being the guy. Uh, dosage out. We're not starting Trotman under any situation. He would need to totally transform as a player. Maybe he will. We'll have to see it this week. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Commanders, McLaurin and Dotson, great snap shares. McLaurin's obviously fine. You get him in there. Samuel yeah. in the slot. Uh, Logan Thomas might be back. So keep an eye on him. He looks he looked pretty good this week. Yeah. Played a ton of wide receiver snaps. That not only is it, uh, you know, not only is it Ron Rivera who loves him, but Eric Bieniemy's got a ton of tight end tricks up his sleeve from playing with Travis Kelsey. So uh, yeah, let's get to Sunday night football. Uh, yeah, Sunday night football here, uh, Patriots, Dolphins. Again, we had a question about the hurricane hitting New England here. Does that downgrade the Dolphins? Uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what the weather looks like, but it is Sunday night. So you have to make some of these decisions uh, before roster lock at 1 p.m. But uh, yeah, if, if we're going to get hit by a hurricane on Sunday, then you probably can't play or, or at least look for other options. I mean, we, we've seen I mean, what happens when they can't throw a football. Yeah, do you know I, I live ten minutes from the stadium? There's been yeah. thunder here, thunder here every day for five days straight. Oh yeah, it's still I, raining. I live in outside Boston. So I know you're north. Yeah, you, so yeah. you're covered it from the north. I'm from the south, and yeah, it's been raining every single day. So uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne looked interesting. The problem with the pass is they get so many injuries, right? Ramondre's yeah. banged up, Juju's banged up, Gasecki has the shoulder, Devontae Parker's out. So you know, we liked what we saw from the guys this week, and those are the guys that you want to trust. Like you know, if you're going to start anybody uh, against the Dolphins, but I mean, 
who knows, man. And I'll tell you what, with the uh, Tyreek and two other guys, Raheem Mostert, we like. We want to see what it looks like with A-Chain. Uh, with Durham Smythe, I liked his usage. You just don't start him against the Patriots because Kyle right. Duggar is a killer. If Kyle Duggar takes Dallas Goddard out of the game, he's going to take Durham Smythe and, you know, put, dump him in the, the Boston Harbor like a bag of tea. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, don't worry about that. Let's go to Monday night, John. Yeah, uh, Saints-Panthers. Panthers are getting three at home. It's a 40-game total here. Uh, I like Jamal Williams a lot in this matchup. We just yeah. saw Atlanta run all over Carolina with two running backs. I think Williams is going to be a guy that's just going to get a lot of a lot of work here against Carolina. Yeah, it looks like the NFL was like, should we put one good game on Monday night? And they said, ah, now let's just put two bad games. Two bad games separated by an hour. Yeah, it doesn't make that'll, any sense. That'll even it out, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Alave, Michael Thomas. I'm, you know, where I was starting Michael Thomas last week, I'm going to start him again. If I didn't start him last week and I had better options, then I'm not going to start him again. He played a lot of snaps, got some targets, but, you know, it's Alave and MT as a full snap share. And Shahid is exactly what we thought he would be a part time field stretcher, but he made a big play. He made a couple of big plays. Yeah. And that's great for best ball. We were drafting him in best ball. He's a great best ball player. Juwan Johnson is the loser of the bunch because you were hoping that one of those guys wouldn't be good. Alave, MT, Shahid, at least. If they're all going to be good, it's going to hurt Juwan, and Alvin Kamara is going to come back and hurt things even worse. On the other side, the Panthers, uh, Marshall, Thielen, Mingo, monster snap shares, 69, 68, 67 snaps. Those are the three guys for now. We'll see what happens when Chark comes back. Yeah. Miles Sanders got all the important work, the goal line. He got, you know, when back was against the wall, they got six targets. So, but Chuba looked pretty good. And then Hayden Hurst, he got the targets, but only a 50% snap share. So yeah. a lot of question marks with, with the tight ends. We're going to sort it out. One more game is going to help us really figure out where to rank Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst and all these guys uh, next week. Yeah, a couple of questions. Uh, last, sorry, last game here, Brown Steelers. Steelers getting two at home, 39 and a half game total here. Uh, again, nobody really looked great in either of these two games here. Yeah, pretty rough, but, you know, I think – well, the Browns, the Browns look good. Steelers, if it weren't for the, if it weren't for the Giants and the complete washout, we'd be talking about how bad the Steelers look. Because yeah. Nick Chubb looked good, by the way. That was Nick Chubb looked awesome. Man. <laughs> Nick Chubb looked awesome. And the thing is, uh, Hayden Winks pointed out that even though the split at the end of the day was kind of even, Jerome Ford, seventy three percent of his touches came in garbage time. Sure. So Nick Chubb fully wheels up. Uh, Amari Cooper looked good, but he got banged up. Elijah Moore and DPJ, they they all played a full snap share, so we can't crown anybody the king yet. But you got to be feeling good about Elijah Moore. Yeah. And David Njoku, real concerning, blocked on 17% of his pass plays. That is in Yike Town territory. So I've got him with the yellow tape. If he does it again this week, we're done with him. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, they lost Deontay. Pat Fryermuth, you got to keep an eye on him. Allen Robinson oh. actually was productive. Yeah, Allen Robinson, I mean. Well players. And the thing is, with Deontay out, I mean, and if Deontay and Fryermuth are out, now we're definitely talking, I mean, showdown slate, you know, potentially even bench spot. I don't know. Yeah. Man. People hate to hear it, but you know what? Sometimes guys can be good and come back and be good. So there you go. The Jalen Warren Najee split. Uh, we've talked to death, but we don't really have time right now, John. So we'll have to get into that uh, as the week progresses. Yeah, I'm throwing the uh, the link to Alarm Fantasy Football because that's coming up next. Coop, Howard, Very and nice. Britt, carry your questions over, guys. They'll answer yeah. them for you here We're on answering. Alarm Fantasy Football. This is the Quick Out Fantasy Football Show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Catch Coop and I live tomorrow night, Thursday. 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. We're taking you into Thursday Night Football. Like and subscribe to the channel. Get the notifications when we go live, and we will catch you all next week. Good luck, everybody.